The following podcast contains naughty language, things you wouldn't want your parents or your children to hear. But frankly, we don't give a Thank you for joining us again. This is Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Voss. And we really appreciate you listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast with us. Today, I'm really excited. We have uh, another sled puller here in the crew. Uh, I'd like to introduce Jimmy Hahn. Jimmy, tell us about yourself, man. Uh, Out of Ravenna, Ohio. Drove about seven hours to get here today. Jimmy, though, Jimmy, you're out of, I'm sorry, Ravenna, Ohio? Ravenna, Ohio. I'm sorry, one more time. Ravenna. 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 All right, uh, Ravenna, Ohio. Um, what do you do down there, buddy? Uh, I actually work in Cleveland. I drive an hour back and forth each way to work. I'm a nuclear welder. Wow. A nuclear welder? Yeah. Wow, that you sounds were, intense. Yeah, no wonder why you're glowing. You got that aura about you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So, so Jimmy, uh, I know you've been sled pulling for a while, man. Why don't you get started here, though? Tell us what got you started in diesel performance. Uh, what got me initially started in diesel was I was probably 14 or 15. My grandfather, he needed a truck to tow his camper with, and he wanted to buy a V10 Dodge, Ooh. and that just seemed like an awful idea. I didn't know anything <laughs> about diesels then, but it, they seemed to be the way to go, so I convinced him to buy a 0124 valve. Oh, wow. And it never really went anywhere. It's bone stock. I mean, it's a grandpa truck, but that's still what spiked my curiosity and got me going. Okay. Pardon the interruption. This is Nick with Calibrated Power Solutions. If you can appreciate the kind of advice that Paul and Danny are giving uh, our listeners on this episode and would appreciate that kind of personalized advice, I would encourage you to check out calibratedpower.com and duramaxtuner.com where you can get a hold of our guys and get that kind of personal attention five days a week, eight hours a day, 815-568-7920. Back to the podcast. Okay, so where'd you go from there? So so you had Grandpa's truck around. I'd imagine it towed like a beast. It ran forever. All oh, you yeah, did was change the oil and drive it, right? Yeah, it's still around. Leaks oil like a son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, starting to blow out everywhere. That's the old saying, yeah. though. If it's uh, if you got a Cummins and it's not leaking, you don't have any oil. <laughs> so everywhere it sits, it leaves a spot, but it'll still fire up in the dead of, dead of winter and get you where you need to go. But then a uh, buddy of mine had an 03 Cummins. He started sled pulling all the time. And then when I got to the age where I could afford a newer truck, it was it was time to upgrade to a Cummins. What'd you get started with? The same truck I'm running today, my my <laughs> 06 Dodge. The 06 Dodge. And I it's love a it. good looking truck, Paul. I mean, did you get a chance to really look at the thing? Yeah, I mean through the window. You know, I didn't I didn't go out and get a, a real close up on it. It is here today, uh, over at Calibrated Power on the Dyno doing some new testing for this year's uh setup and just kind of getting prepped for the season. But yeah, let, let's go through the progression here. So so this truck's been around for a while. You you have an 06. What year did you buy it? Do you remember? I bought it in 2010. Had 63,000 miles on it, I think. It oh, was wow. it was a grandpa truck, whoever owned it before me. Had some real ugly-ass chrome on it. You know, <laughs> just looked like hell, but taken care of and low miles, so I could tell it was the one to buy. That is low miles. Yeah, and, that, that's really nice. That's a score when you can find them like that. It was a it was a slow progression because when I bought it, it took all the money I was making to make the payments on it. So <laughs> I think it took me a year to have a exhaust, a cold air, and a smarty, and I, I thought that was just the best thing in the world. 
<laughs> yeah, I always talk about how Rome wasn't built overnight. It's a progression. Like you said, you got to start somewhere and keep building off of it. And you even named the truck. What did you name the thing? No sense left. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, having a double meaning there, that's pretty hilarious. Good job on that name. I love it. I love it. Now, now I do think it's a funny point, too. Um, I put a Smarty and intake and exhaust. It was the baddest motherfucker I've ever driven, right? Oh, it seemed like it was just a way to go compared to... My grandpa's 24 valve, you know, it was like, <laughs> holy hell, this thing kicks ass. But now. And then yeah, a year after that, I burned the tranny up. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> no, no, I don't know what you mean. Those Cummins transits are so reliable. Um, okay, so so were you sled pulling with it when it went or just out beating I it? drove it for a year with the Smarty cranked up higher than it, they recommended on a stock <laughs> trans and I got the idea I wanted to sled pull it really bad one time because my buddy did it. I did it once, and I was hooked. I had to do it again. But on the way home from the first sled pull, it didn't know what gear it wanted to be in anymore. And (laughs) I was just happy it got me home. That's awesome. Okay. What kind of trance did you put in it? I bought parts from Source Automotive out of Oregon and actually had my local tranny shop redo it for me. All right. Saved a bunch of money that way, at least – I know transmissions now, it's a lot easier to just buy a unit altogether, but four years ago when I first put that trans in, it was it was a lot more to try and find a person that would build a complete tranny. Right. It was it was a lot cheaper and easier to just buy what parts I wanted and have it done. Yeah, it is we do get spoiled with today's ease of of getting parts, right? Like they're just so accessible. You could call probably four or five different shops these days and have something drop shipped or have a complete kit sent to you from that same company, you know, yeah. so exactly what they would do, just all their parts and you find somebody to assemble. Okay. Uh, did you end up doing all three shafts? I mean, building no, everything? Even, even to this day, I, uh, last season I finally upgraded the output. To okay. A billet, but when I first built a trans, I did a, uh, triple disc converter, billet input, valve body, racing clutches. And that was it. That's a wrap. You know, they, they told me it would handle, Probably 900 horse, they said, as long as I wasn't drag racing, which I at that point in time, that didn't interest me at all. So I didn't, wasn't really concerned with an output. Right. Um, but now you drag race or what? It's hit the track a few times. Okay, good to hear. <laughs> what kind of numbers are you turning in this thing? Uh, when it was, when I had a work stock charger on it, it did a 1288 uh, at a 109, I think. That's respectable. That's awesome, and yeah. then with the setup that's on it now, I did a 12.7 last year. Nice. And this is a pull truck. This is a 2.5 pull truck that's out on the drag strip. So I love that, to see that. That's never me alone either. Yeah. The 12.7 was me and my girlfriend in the truck. Did she <laughs> weigh 120 pounds? The, <laughs> the, uh, the, 12, the 12.88 was with me and my, my two buddies. And then, oh, of course. Then they told me if I came back with anybody in my back seat ever again, they weren't going to let me race. <laughs> They're not fond of that at the track. No. No, nobody at back. No carnival rides. It's a it's a quad cab short bed on what, 35s? 35, like a three-inch yeah. lift? Yeah, three-inch lift. Um, last season, I thought it would definitely do faster in a 12.7, but I smoked all four coming off the line, and those Duratracks do not hook up on, a, <laughs> on asphalt. Paul, did he do a four-dig? Four dig burnouts, no, bro. No, he didn't. Four dig burnouts. What? Wow. You don't do four dig burnouts? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> it was a short lived burnout because it started yeah. hopping really bad as soon oh, as I'm it sure. broke all four. Yeah. <laughs> we just always joke around about that. I, I still can't. 
uh, laugh enough about that line. Oh, poor Dick <laughs> Burnout. It just sounds so impractical. Like, why are you doing that? You got, you got to beat it to have fun, Danny. That's why. <laughs> okay, so so you had the built trans in it. You were stock turbo, stock injectors. You were having fun with the truck. You you were on the road with it. You sled pulled with it still. Yep. Did you do a whole season with a stock turbo, stock fuel system? Um. Yeah, I did a, a whole season with it pretty much all stock, and there was one 06 LBZ that was kicking everybody's ass, and okay. I wasn't okay with that so i <laughs> that winter i think i did uh 125 horse industrial injectors and then the, the cheetah turbo all right and okay. i was stacking boxes then too i had a tst power max on there <laughs> we were talking about guys that stack chips and like working at the dealership i'd see guys come in with like um a smarty a, a box on top of that and a box on top of that i said man you got more chips than frito-lay like <laughs> what are you doing just stick with one tuner for crying out loud and that when i uh when i called fleece because i i didn't even ask what kind of boost their turbo was supposed to make i already had it on the truck and i, I watched it make 55 psi and i was like damn that seems like a lot so i called them and they're like yeah it should only make 53 and anything higher than that it's it's probably gonna blow up <laughs> uh, and they asked what I had done for tuning. And I said a Smarty and a TST, and they said take the TST off and throw it away. I was like, but, but come on, I mean two's two, two's better than one, so it's, it can't be that bad. They're killing us, <laughs> just killing. Us. That it's come so far, Paul. Since then, right? It, it has mean, really has. That was back in the day, back before EFI Live tuning was even available for 06 and 07 coming. No, trucks. 2011. We're talking at this time, right? You bought the truck in 2010. You you it had was, it for a year stock. It, it was 11 or 12. Yeah, 11 or 12. Beta the, testing. Yeah. Okay. Know. Beta testing. I guess. Yeah. yeah. For for EFI Live before it was released to the public. And no, I think it was right around there. I mean, it, it right. I mean, you you had to. Did you buy it when it EFI was... Live first came out, or was it out for a while and you heard about it? Because I know it's no, EFI Live too now. Obviously. You guys were out with it for probably six months or so, and then that's when you put on Facebook you're looking to sponsor somebody to to tune their truck. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. So okay. right at around there. it was right around there. Yeah. All right, but until you came out with it, I was just trying to get every ounce out of it that I could to beat that Duramax. <laughs> it's hard to hang with the LBZ, but on the other end, um, these Cummins trucks are hard to hang with because they can harness so much power dollar for dollar. It's just hard to even compare it. Absolutely. Yeah. We've always seen the Cummins produce better gains, especially with turbo systems is really what I think the the biggest deal is on them. Anything we put on there, we we always see a little bit more than we would out of a Duramax as far as how much power we yeah. pick up. Yeah, I got a buddy that has an 06 Cummins just like yours, and I have an 06 LBZ, and we did the same exact modifications, mod for mod. And then we were hanging, you know, pretty close to each other, and then it wasn't long, he just surpassed me like nothing. It, yeah. It, it's easy for the Cummins guys to do that. It's all money and time. Yeah. Once you get to a certain point or a certain point with a Duramax, you know, you got to build a bottom end pretty much, and – that was my friend had an LB7. That was his biggest thing that was holding him back. He really wanted to upgrade his turbo with your guys' turbo and injectors, but yeah. he just didn't want to spend all that money on the bottom end. Yeah, the LB7 has probably the lowest tolerance oh, yeah. for horsepower on the bottom end, right? As we get into the newer years, we know that the LMLs hold you know a ton of power. That even the LBZs and LMMs, there are some out there that'll crack pistons, but they do it under stock power too, yeah. so it's more manufacturing. But okay, so. So you got off of stacking boxes, and we always recommend listeners not to stack boxes. 
there's a lot of reasons why. Number one, we don't know which box is controlling which parameter. Yeah. that That's the biggest deal. I don't know if the the edge is. I don't know if the TS chip is. I don't know if the Smarty is controlling the timing, which one's controlling the boost. And when you start crossing tables like that, you can get some really weird outcomes and you can have some really catastrophic failures. So I think that's why they had told you just throw that that TST away. That's you, you'll, you're yep. never going to need that. And back in the day before EFI Live was out, Smarty is the best product on oh, the yeah. market for a Cummins hand down. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's really, there was nothing that ever got close to it until EFI Live hit, hit yeah. the ground. Okay, so you got into EFI Live. You were still on stock injectors, stock CP3, built trans. Or no, I'm sorry. No, it had. Uh, I'm sorry, the fleece 125s or the industrial 125 horsepowers, the fleece charger, the Cheetah. Yep. Right, the 63 mil stock CP3 pump. No, I had a uh, TNC diesel pump on it. Okay. Which was very short lived because I went went through a couple pumps from them, had nothing but but problems, and uh, just was. Tired of dealing with it. That's when I called Chris one day and I said, "I want to, I want the biggest, biggest CP3 you got." Said, well, <laughs> you know, you don't need the biggest one. I said, "I, I don't care. I'm tired of changing pumps. I don't want to have to deal with it anymore. Just whatever the biggest one is, put it in a box and send it my way." <laughs> so that would be the 12 millimeter Exergy Stroker pump, which yeah. at the time was the biggest thing on the market. Yeah, uh, they're doing some testing now. We're hearing about a 14 mil. Yeah, yeah, pretty interested to when see it. When is that going to stop? I mean, where does that ever end? I I don't care. You yeah. know, the bigger the better, right? Like like Jimmy said, if one's good, two's better, right? Exactly. So. <laughs> more fuel, just cram it in there. <laughs> okay, so we went to the 12 mil pump. Um, what'd you put out for power, man? How'd you do? Uh, with the work stock charger on there, I did 687 and 1525. Which then, when I went back and pulled that season of work stock, it was it was pretty tough to beat. Yeah. Did you take a lot of first places? I mean, did you pull the whole season? How many I pulled pulls the were whole, you getting done? Pulled the whole season everywhere I could in work stock. I think I had probably six wins that year, five second place finishes, and like three third place finishes. That's killing. That's the whole season, isn't it? Did you ever rank less than third? No. <laughs> See, whenever I rank less than third, there's only three people in the class. Ah. <laughs> I, I can't ever win when I go on. It's like I always have bad luck. But you're always chasing something. But it's just awesome that if you're a nuclear welder, if you're not welding, you're sounding like you're having a lot of fun over there in Ohio. So. Oh, I love to love to beat on it. Any any challenge, I even dirt dragged with it once just to see what it would do. How'd it do? Um, it was a very unofficial dirt drag, and they didn't have a tree. It was just a girl out there with her hands in the air. Oh, yeah, that sounds legit. Those are the um, best. <laughs> and I did not get a chance to tur- pull the turbo up, so I got my ass kicked. I got beat by a 6'4". Pretty, pretty quick and easy. You could have just not told that story. Six, no. <laughs> let's get real, though. I mean, I'll openly admit that I have got my ass handed to me by 6'4s. I don't you know, care. I don't care. Yeah, I'll I mean, I guess, it. I guess, if the motor can stay together long enough That's to get the through thing. a race, they're usually not they, at the they event can the next month. Right. They're they're gonna beat me that day, but next month they're just <laughs> they're gone. They disappeared. Going into that dirt drag, the kid knew he was gonna beat me because yeah. they all knew who I was from sled pulling, and uh, they said how it was gonna go. The girl was gonna stand down there and throw her arms down, and. Probably 15 people turned to them, turned to me and started laughing because they knew I was not going to have a chance. They said you had about five seconds to spool up. <laughs> well, I'm out then. 
it's not going to get it. <laughs> well, you have a purpose-built truck for what you want to do the most. So Yeah. But I like that, though. You can't be scared to get out there and have exactly. some fun with it, right? I mean, it not, wasn't necessarily about lining up and kicking his ass. It was more just, I mean, like you said, I even went out and dirt drag it one time. Hey, why not? Just yeah. to say you did it. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Why drove, not? drove it an hour there, drove it an hour home. Yeah. That's what it's all about. <laughs> the key is you drove it home. Yeah. That's a win. That's a win. I don't care what anybody says. To I, me, that's a win. I hear you there. No questions. No questions. Okay. So what does the future hold? What are we doing next, Jimmy? It's probably going to need a built bottom end before anything. <laughs> right now, I'm surprised it hasn't uh, shot a rod through the block yet. <laughs> They're knocking some wood. Now, you're you're stepping up into the next class this season. Is that right? Ran 2.5 last year with it. Uh, last year was the first time for a 2.5 class in our area. Okay. I was able to win the first three, um, and then a the same Duramax came out and won the next ten. Wow! He he really dominated last year. Great running truck. Yeah, he's got it dialed, built by Danville, so he's got it dialed in just perfect. Yeah. Everybody chased him, chased him all season. <laughs> I had Were you losing problems. by by a hundred feet or losing by by two feet or was it close all season? He or? was usually putting ten fifteen feet on everybody. Wow! And then your second to fifth place trucks were all real consistent. Okay, but he just annihilated. Yeah, dominated it all. <laughs> I, I like pulling against guys like that because it keeps you chasing them and it keeps you uh, interested and motivated and keeps you online looking at the next part to buy. <laughs> Spend more money. Never no, satisfied. No sense left. That's where that, that came from. That's right. No sense left. Love that. I dig it. I dig it. Where can people expect to see you this season? Uh, do you pull with a certain class or? Uh, northeastern Ohio, Western Pennsylvania. Sometimes I'll make my way out to Central Ohio a little bit. Not too much though. Just those guys have a little better two five rules than we do, so they they hand it to me pretty well when I go out that way. Gotcha. Now, when you say better rules, what changes? What do you see different as Tur- you start to turbo travel? Turbo rules. Really? We're, they, they wanted our horsepower class to be very limited, so they uh, were only allowed that eighth-inch MWE groove on our turbos. Right. Everybody else is a quarter. That seems to make a pretty big difference. Yeah. Any other big factors that are changes you go through, or is that kind of the, the stickler? That That's your biggest one, I think. Uh out there, you're allowed to run weight boxes and stuff. We're not, but that's not a huge. As long as there's weight out front, you know. Yeah. It's there. It's there. All right. <laughs> Sled pullers. Um. Okay. Okay. I hear you. you gotta. So a lot of people love following puller guys and drag racing guys. How can we follow you on social media so we can see what you're up to? Uh, just Jimmy Hahn on Facebook, and then Instagram is just as original. You know, Jimmy Hahn. You want to spell your last name for everybody? H a w n. Pretty simple. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be everywhere this year. Ready to hit the hit the quarter mile again. See what it'll do. We're gonna blow up your uh, inbox with friend requests, and that's it'll fine. be fun for you. People keep an eye on you. And that's what this is all about. Because people want to have this content, and they want to be able to follow uh, the guests on our show. And I can't tell you enough how many people have thanked us for starting this podcast and being able to interact with us this closely. 
Absolutely. And we do want to say thank you to the listeners. Uh, keep the Facebook comments coming. Keep the feedback coming. Definitely keep like and sharing on iTunes as we really do appreciate that. It's a, a huge deal for us on the podcast. Our YouTube channel, though, subscribe to that. That is awesome that we're putting these episodes on YouTube. You you mentioned before you can't really imagine how many people just stare at a screen with just a logo. But, you know, they got their earbuds in. They're working. They got it connected. And if they have a, a droid phone at this time, that's the only way to really listen to it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, everybody, we do appreciate you listening. Jimmy, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, safe we really travels, appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. This has been Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Voss. Thanks for listening. The Diesel Performance Podcast is brought to you by Calibrated Power Solutions, home of DuramaxTuner.com, developer of performance engine and transmission calibrations for a wide variety of late model diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, John Deere, Jeep, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920. If you're going to be sled pulling, drag racing, doing burnouts in four-wheel drive, it really doesn't matter. You need tie rod sleeves. Burnouts in four-wheel drive? Who the fuck does that? Like, someone's going to see that and be like, I'm going to buy Jack Tunes and we're going to do four-dig burnouts. Like, it's just not going to happen. You know what type of troubleshooting you just fucking set up for us right there? Like, think about that. You know I'm right.